Restaurant Unstoppable episode 1051 with Ryan Bolds. By helping to control the kitchen chaos, you can have better food quality, you can be more efficient and ultimately more profitable as a, as a business. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. This episode made possible by Restaurant Technologies, Inc. RTI's Total Oil Management automates your entire cooking oil process. With Total Oil Management, you get dependable fresh bulk cooking oil delivery, filtration plus oil usage monitoring and reporting, easy oil disposal, use cooking oil pickup and recycling, and say goodbye to messy, dangerous restaurant rendering tanks. Yuck. RTI's end-to-end cooking oil system helps you manage your used cooking oil disposal storage, collection, and recycling conveniently, safely, and cleanly with no upfront cost. Restaurant Technologies, Inc. is always on, so you don't have to be. To learn more, head to rti-inc.com and let them know Restaurant Unstoppable Podcast sent you their way. This episode brought to you by Owner.com. Owner.com is the leading all-in-one platform for restaurant marketing. Owner.com powers everything from SEO-optimized websites, direct online ordering, automated email and text marketing, built-in loyalty programs, zero commission delivery, and branded mobile apps for your restaurant that's integrated right into your POS. With Owner.com, there's no contract, no hidden fees, and nothing to lose. Join thousands of restaurant owners using Owner.com to grow direct online sales, save thousands in third-party fees, and simplify their online ordering presence all in one. Book a free demo today at owner.com slash unstoppable and see why owner.com is the number one rated restaurant marketing software. This episode is brought to you by Margin Edge. Margin Edge is a restaurant management software that helps you see your food and your labor costs in real time so you can make informed decisions in the moment. Just snap a picture of your invoice and Margin Edge will process them within 24 to 48 hours with line item detail, including handwritten adjustments. This allows you to save hours on paperwork so you can spend more time creating great guest experience. Head to marginedge.com slash unstoppable to sign up for a free demo today. That's marginedge.com slash unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Restaurant Systems Pro, and they are launching their first time ever 60-day pilot program. This is something that's never been done before. This 60-day event is at no cost to you, but it's not for everyone. Fred Langley, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, will be leading a group of restaurateurs through the Restaurant System Pro software and setting up the systems for your restaurants. Fred will teach you recipe costing cards, guidance in your books for accounting, cash control, sales forecasting, checklist, budgeting for the entire year, scheduling for profit, Profit, more butts and seats, and that's not it. If you are interested in this, head over to www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. That's RSP for Restaurant Systems Pro. www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. 
With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Senior Director of Product Innovation at Restaurant Technologies, Inc., Ryan Bolds. My man, Ryan, are you feeling unstoppable today? I sure am. Yeah, man. I'm psyched to have you here because uh, I know my listeners benefit from the deep dive into how to do specific things really well in your restaurant. So I know we're going to get a lot of amazing advice about oil management. I know it's not the sexiest subject, but it's it's a huge part of operations and a huge part of our operational costs. So there's, I'm sure for the majority of my listeners out there, room for savings. So whether we choose not to outsource this, I'm sure there's going to be lessons that we can imply or apply in our business, even talking about this today. But hopefully by the end of this, we convince people that it's a good way to invest your money in in outsourcing your oil solution. So before we dive into who you are and what Restaurant Technology Inc. does, let's get that motivational, inspirational, ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? Control the kitchen chaos. Control the kitchen chaos. What is that? Why does that resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. When, When we talk with our customers, we really think we really think about how we can do a better job with helping to automate some of the toughest tasks in the in the kitchen, especially in the in the back of house of, of a restaurant. And by helping to control the kitchen chaos, you can have better food quality. You can be more efficient and ultimately more profitable as a, as a business. It's funny when you say that. I like to say that there's there's balance in the world, and that that majority of the balance, no matter what vertical or subject you're looking at, is chaos and order. That exists everywhere. And I think that chaos kind of gets a bad rep. There's room for chaos, but there's also really, I think it's the 80-20 rule here, man. I think 20% of the world should be chaos because chaos is good in certain verticals, but 80% of the world functions because of order. So what, what are you thinking when I say that? Yeah, absolutely. I think being able to understand where the really really valuable parts within the back of the house to use things like automation uh, to really perfect and and make an optimal process to to be able to improve your food quality you know to to make employees more engaged it's about picking the right situations to install that control and really make sure that you're you're focusing on the right things because right. some of that uh, as, as you had mentioned the uh, you know the, the chaos is also part of what makes a restaurant experience yes. incredible that's so. soul that's culture that's experience yep. that's reacting in the moment if this happens how can we go above and beyond I feel like chaos deserves a place within the world of creativity and service. Right. Um, But I think most restaurant owners are like 50 50 order chaos, you know, like we're trying to get you to that optimal that 80 20 is that most that point of most efficiency. Like that's where we operate at our at our best. And I think in the kitchen, in terms of systems, processes, procedures, like you do not want chaos. You do not want to be depending on people. You want systems and processes to depend on. And that's where companies like Restaurant Technologies comes in, like Restaurant Technology Inc. comes in. Uh, So I think we've kind of gotten that motivational ball rolling right now. So who are you, man? Like, why? Like, what are we going to be talking about? And like, why are you an expert? Help us understand who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I actually started off uh, off my career as an engineer for Cargill Incorporated and actually worked at a number of different soybean oil refineries and yeah. also at corn mills. So really started at the very foundational level wow. of, of food service, if you will. And uh, from there, was exposed to all different kinds of automation as a, a project engineer that was you know working on the automated systems, the conveyors, et cetera. And that led me to a career at Emerson where I was in automation 
industrial automation for over a decade. What's Emerson? What's Emerson? Emerson Electric is really focused on... process control for things like refineries, for power plants, really heavy industry, and use them extensively in food production as well in my first role at Cargill. And so from there, went into uh, kind of the other side of the spectrum of automation, which is more home automation, and have really loved this side of commercial uh, which is where restaurant technologies plays, which is right in between those two. It it certainly is a, a side of automation which is more in, involved than what you would be using in your home, um, and and not not quite on the same level that you would need in a large uh, industrial facility. Yeah, um, why this for you though? Like I like to say, behind every great restaurant is a great person. I know you're not a restaurant owner, but I think behind every great company are great people. So what is it about this vertical? Like what got you started down this path? Why? Restaurant oil. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, first of all, it's it's something that everyone can can absolutely relate to. We're 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 all going to restaurants. Uh, we're all wanting to meet with family and friends and have experiences. And so, the food service industry is attractive just from from the simple fact that we're all interacting with it. And the part about restaurant technologies that that really drew me in is yes, we can use you know use this these automated services and solutions to really help customers out. Uh, but ultimately, it's a it's a net positive when you look at it from a society and environmental impact as well, where we're making it much more efficient to collect used cooking oil, um, so that customers can can get rid of a waste stream, but know that it's going into renewable fuels. And uh, to me, that's a really powerful powerful message coming from uh, my my time. You know, previously, a lot of it focused either on food or on the energy markets. Yeah, and I think that's a cool thing. I think when we started working together, when I started learning more about what you do, uh, we're trying to create this message for my listeners as to why it's a good idea to think of companies like Restaurant Technologies, Inc. and oil is carbon footprint means something to the, the future consumer. And I know... I know that the, the the government is moving in a direction where they're going to start mandating some levels of carbon neutral. So this is one box that's checked for you as far as in terms of how to decrease your carbon footprint in terms of your oil use. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, beyond adding order, you're also reducing your, your carbon footprint. So there's, there's winds all over the place here. Um, so I know my listener when they're when they're hearing just one more cost, that's what the, that's what they're hearing when they think about outsourcing. So I know my, my listeners when they're hearing this um, and they're they're thinking that this is just one more expense for my business. So I really kind of want to paint the back picture, like what's what's going on, like in the industry right now. Like what is what are the industry trends? What is the market backdrop? Uh, what is the big picture to help us reverse engineer why this something outsourcing like something like this makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. So looking at the the market going into 2024, the the general trends are that it, it, the wild ride that we've experienced over the last handful of years is largely coming to an end. Stability is coming. Now that environment is still very much different than it was three or four years ago with the relative level of, of costs that are in the marketplace, the unemployment levels, all of those things. So we see stability. You're talking about economic stability? Yeah, I would okay. say across multiple different areas. So inflation, for instance, is widely expected to continue to taper as we go into next year. So 
these wild swings in in prices, whether it's for the consumer or for the producer or the restaurant itself, uh, those those are going to come under control. Be more predictable as we go into the future. Uh, same same with the labor market. Labor market is expected because participation in the labor market, basically people that are in the labor market, is, is expected to return to near those levels that they were a few years ago. So there's going to be some slight relief uh, in in the labor market, but it's it's still going to be very very tight going into 2024 and, and on. So those things are are steady. There won't be the ups and downs that we had seen, but uh, largely a, re- a return to that stability. Yeah, I mean. I think generally speaking, we're going to see cost of goods going up over time and we're going to be seeing labor going up over time. And frankly speaking, I know this might make my listeners cringe, but like I want to see costs of labor going up because I think that's a big issue with our industry and why we can't attract serious professionals to it is because there isn't much security for people in this industry. Right. So I think, you know, the cost of goods are going to go up. I think it's a good thing and labor is going to go up. Maybe not so much the cost. Good. I think money needs to be spread out generally. Like there's a lot of rich people in the world and a lot of people at the bottom that like need more money. And I want to see that, that wealth distributed, yeah. frankly speaking. Um, so I, I think I know the future of the industry. If you want to be around for 10 years is that you're going to have to focus on doing more with less whether in some that manifests in many ways. So like one way is, finding people who are better at their job, who can handle more. But I think the reality of it is there's only so many freaks of nature in the world. And I think we need to, again, focus more on order, process, system, technology, automation, AI, and then putting good people into giving them the tools to do more with less. What's going through your mind? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the the stability in the current sense is that going forward, these the same trends that you've felt here in the last you know few months, six months, twelve months are going to continue. And that those realities, like you mentioned, are that labor is incredibly valuable and not uh, not always readily available. There's a finite amount of it, and costs are going to stay high. We're not going to see a, a massive reduction. It's going to have stability to it, and so that's where being able to to make the best utilization of of the resources you have is so critical that uh, that can come in many different forms. You can be more efficient with using what you have. So basically, uh, making sure that there isn't waste in the process. That every input, whether that's oil, food, if it's labor, that you're using it to its very fullest. The other part is is really eliminating tasks completely by using technology, using automation to do them where you would have had to have your employees doing that in the, in the back of house or front of house. They can now take those tasks that they were doing and apply their time to something more fulfilling for them. You know, also more fulfilling for you as a business and profitable for you as a business. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'm kind of curious about, and we didn't get into this, um, what is the history of restaurant technologies Inc.? Like is like what's the backstory there? Like why was this company formed? Yeah, absolutely. So it really started back with a, a company that would make uh, bulk storage tanks, and that was the the starting of the business. And someone really connected the dots. That what year was that? So you know? in the late 1990s. Okay. Yep. And so you go back to uh, how did how did the business case get started? Well, we. we 
knew of the business, were involved in the business of bulk CO2 for restaurants. And so that's the the carbon dioxide that helps carbonate beverages. And so most restaurants are going to have these tanks. Well, what else could you do with bulk? What else, what volume are you, are you, are you using in, in such large amounts that you could utilize a similar system? And that's where cooking oil comes in. Um, it's not uncommon for restaurants to use hundreds of pounds of cooking oil in a single week. And that would mean in the, in the traditional sense right now that you are carrying jibs or jugs of, of oil on a repetitive basis. So how do you, how do you streamline that? I mean, my, immediately right there, I'm starting to see a huge reduction in carbon footprint you know, between just having to ship constantly jugs, the, the carbon footprint of getting the, the oil to the restaurants, but also plastic, yep. you know? So like, so the idea was how do we ship giant tanks of oil to restaurants? Is that what was going on? Or were you just getting oil closer in bulk to restaurants? Yeah, actually both. And, okay. and you're exactly right about the, you know, kind of the impact of, of the, the status quo or the, you know, kind of the traditional way of doing things. But uh, restaurant technologies will go go in and look at the facility and put tanks in the back of the house, a, a fresh oil tank and a used cooking oil tank, and all the associated plumbing so that it can be pumped directly to the fryer and you can use it right at the fryer. Um, but then also in a way that we can come with our trucks and pull out uh, any of the used cooking oil. And so where where the benefits really come in, you're asking about, so is it is it bulk tankers that are being shipped? We have 41 depots throughout the country. And so what happens from the producers, from the large uh, you know, producers of the cooking oil, they're being tankered in trucks out to each of those 41 depots where we have large storage tanks or tank farms. And so we're keeping very large volumes of, the, of that oil on hand, and we're putting them onto our trucks to distribute it. So really a hub-and-spoke type system where you're efficiently, in the, when you look at just a, a value chain or, or transportation uh, chain, getting it to the metropolitan areas, and then we're using bulk delivery to be able to deliver it to these high-volume users, which are the restaurants. Got it. Um, and what was the evolution there on? So you said, like, you know, the, having this, not just for tanks, but the systems to move oil from new to used. Yeah. But like, what was like the evolution? Was it just trying to find efficiencies? Absolutely. So really, it's, it's looking to some of the industry leaders in terms of, you know, where where can you really benefit from having a, a safer solution where you're not l- lugging around large heavy containers where you're able to save on things like disposal costs of those jibs as you go through them over and over again, uh, as you're making sure that your food quality is really uh, as good as it possibly can be because it's easy to replace your cooking oil and make sure that it's always in the best possible condition. And so really we're able to, to uh, bring on large customers at, at the onset and then realize as we built out our, our network of depots, you know, depot by depot, getting to all 41 of those major metropolitan areas within the U.S., uh, the independent uh, restaurant owners that have you know, one to five locations, the value proposition and, and the, the need was just as big as it was for some of those big, big customers that we're serving on a national basis. So as we got that footprint, we were able to really uh, – work with those individual restaurants just like we would with the large chains. I mean, the word that comes to mind is like minimal viable product. Like your minimal viable product, it sounds like it was getting the oil to places. Yep. And then it was like, where's the pain? What else can we do to make your oil management better? 
And then from there, I know we're about to get into like what is total, what is your total oil management solution look like today? And it's so many variables. It, right. It's it's delivery, it's filtration, it's all these different things. And I think we're going to unpackage that uh, after our break. But before we get into the break, like in terms of big picture, as far as, you know, the evolution of Restaurant Technologies Inc. and the, the marketplace, things we should be aware of, I don't want to cut you short. Yeah, it, I, I think... Uh really these these larger trends that are going on continuing to look for how can you create a, a safer work environment be more efficient and more profitable that's something that's uh, that's like our, our, our company did only evolve with every customer as well and so i think the need for these types of solutions um, whether it's total oil management whether it's another automated solution for the back of the house whether it's making it easy to account for transactions and and run them through an accounting program uh, you know these are all things that are additive and in you know in isolation they certainly do help but as we stack them all together and they all become intertwined and connected and able to talk to one another um, I, I think that this is going to be something that's a, a kind of a, a continual evolution within yeah, the space as technology evolves opportunity increases yep. you know um and that's, while you're talking man i'm this i i've spent the majority of my life in kitchens and like i just have memories of oil nightmares of like whether like if you're doing your own filtration somebody like bumps the whatever tool you're using the filter and the tank gets kicked slightly off and then nobody's paying attention that there's oil just spewing all over the ground like Nobody likes dealing with oil. It's like the, one of the dirtiest right. jobs and like one of the dangerous jobs. I think we're going to get into that with the benefits of insurance. But I think now is a good time to take our first break to thank our sponsors. And we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Restaurant Technologies, Inc. RTI's total oil management automates your entire cooking oil process. With total oil management, you get dependable fresh bulk cooking oil delivery, filtration plus oil usage monitoring and reporting, easy oil disposal, used cooking oil pickup and recycling, and say goodbye to those messy, dangerous restaurant rendering tanks. Yuck. RTI's end-to-end cooking oil system helps you manage your used cooking oil disposal, storage, collection, and recycling conveniently, safely, and cleanly with no upfront cost. RTI services are not limited to oil. They also provide insurance premiums and automated hood cleaning solutions plus hood filtration systems, making your hood cleaning process easy, automatic, and worry-free. In addition to all this, Restaurant Technologies, Inc. can help you reduce your carbon footprint, which we all know is becoming increasingly more important to the consumer. Restaurant Technologies, Inc. is always on so you don't have to be. To learn more, head to rti-inc.com and let them know Restaurant Unstoppable Podcast sent you their way. This episode made possible by Owner.com. Owner.com is the quickest and easiest way for your customers to order directly from you without the expensive 30% commission fees. Look! With Owner.com, you'll save thousands every month when customers order through your website and branded app instead of third-party delivery apps and reward your customers with a built-in loyalty program that turns them into regulars who order again and again. Owner.com also helps you rank higher on Google with world-class search engine optimization built specifically for restaurants with an AI-powered website. 
We cannot forget lists. Build a huge list of people who live near your restaurant fast and market to that list on autopilot with text and emails sent at the perfect time to help you grow sales and stay top of mind. Owner.com gives you everything you need to grow and market your restaurant online with no contracts or hidden fees. Visit owner.com slash unstoppable right now to book your free demo and see why thousands of restaurant owners trust owner.com to power their restaurants online. We're back. And what I want to spend the bulk of today's conversation is really kind of unpackaging like what is restaurant technologies in today? Like what are the features you get and what are the benefits associated with each one of these features? Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about restaurant technologies in, in its current form, I really think about the, the footprint um, of our 41 depots that we use our, our fleet of trucks to be able to deliver uh, fresh cooking oil, remove the waste cooking oil, but ultimately we're, we're providing an automated service that makes the quality of the food made in kitchens better, the environment much safer, and we're doing it using technology that we give to our customers to really empower them as well. And so to talk a little bit more about that, you know, even, even in the, the most simplistic form of how do we make sure that customers are always uh, filled up with oil and always have enough so that they can operate seamlessly without even really knowing that that system is running in the background. And we have equipped our, our tanks, our systems with, uh, with level measurements that wirelessly communicate back to our routing uh, teams so that we can monitor real time how much oil is in each facility and make sure that we can get our trucks out to them um, before, before they ever know that they need uh, a refill on their oil. And so taking that level of of information and being able to use it for efficiency scalability with 41 depots are are nearly 40,000 serve customers what that does is it makes this solution very reachable uh, for a wide number of of different concept types or different customers and and how much volume of oil they're really using because you're getting the benefit of all of those customers that uh, we're serving right next to you and serving in the same geographical area. And so um, as we come in and, and look at each individual facility and we identify where the automation uh, can be placed in terms of the tanks, the pumps, the hoses, uh, what we're able to do in many cases for customers is give them all of those benefits that I mentioned around the food quality, safety, um, reduced amount of oil that you're having to use because you're using it more efficiently. And we're able to do that for a very competitive price. When you look at what you're paying today for jibs or jugs of oil uh, versus what you would be getting from a very transparent, real-time set of, of, of billing from restaurant technologies for the fresh oil, but then also as we credit back and, and share some of the value of that used cooking oil that you're producing and, and we turn into biodiesel. So do all of your customers have giant tanks on site? They do. Are, is there, like, are they all standard? Are they all the same tank or is there, custom, is there ability to customize based off of any given situation? Yeah, there, there's a couple of different options that fit uh, fit nearly every facility type, and the the tanks are um, uh, they are they're they're good sized tanks, but they are designed specifically to fit in that back of house. So, How many gallons are we talking? 
uh, it is fourteen hundred pounds as we think about oil in pounds, and so as you as you think about a, a jib of oil being thirty five pounds, you can kind of quickly uh, understand kind of the the amount of amount of space that that takes up. Uh, you know, roughly kind of a, kind of two feet by two feet of, of footprint. They're circular tanks, but that gives you kind of the the floor space of it, and then they'll go from floor um, up to a typical ceiling height, and so okay. you're really using that that height as a way to contain quite a bit of volume. Yeah. And so we can put those inside. If there's no room inside, that's not a problem. Is it better to be inside? Uh, typically, that's that, that's the most typical installation. And it just... Controlled environment. Exactly. And if that's not possible, outdoor tanks are absolutely an, an option that we do have. And so uh, we actually just released a brand new version of our outdoor tank, which uh, really does a nice job of doing the same thing those indoor tanks do, but it protects all of the equipment, all of the level measurement technology, all of those things that I mentioned um, from the elements and also, you know, looks aesthetically pleasing as well as it sits at the outside of the restaurant. So at what point, like how low does a tank get? Like how many pounds of oil do you have before like the notification, the notification goes out? Yeah, typically we'll set it uh, at, at roughly 300 pounds of oil. Okay. So um, you'll still have quite a bit. Usually that's about a week's worth of running for, you know, for a typical customer, obviously more or less depending on your volume. Um, but that will trigger us to send out a truck. And then within the next couple of days, the delivery that was, will arrive. And that was we'll, my next question. Yep. How long? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll form, form all truck routes. And again, you're, you're using that whole network of customers around you so that we can be as efficient as possible and pass on as, as much value to you as we possibly can by doing this service at a, at a competitive rate. And uh, that uh, at that same time that we're delivering that fresh oil, we're pulling automatically everything that you have in that waste tank oil so that you're not having to worry about that getting too full. And since uh, some of that fresh cooking oil goes into every little bit of, you know, into every piece of food that's being cooked. There's always less. Yes, there's always <laughs> less. So if, we, if we're pulling at the same time that we're filling, um, that, that works out really well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so as I go through this list, I'm curious, does this list mirror the evolution of Restaurant Technologies, Inc., as far as your evolution as your offerings to your consumer, your customer? So we talked about fresh bulk delivery and filtration, right? Those kind of go hand in hand. We deliver it, we take it. And we also help you filter it. So when you say filtration, are you doing it? So we provide a means for customers to filter. We have a, a filter box if they don't have it already built into their fryers. Many fryers have built-in filtration systems. Um, so we kind of the, the, the thing that we make sure is present is a, a way for you to filter. And then what we do to help, we, we don't send individuals you know, from restaurant technologies to go in and do the filtration itself. Um, we allow the, you know, really the, from a management standpoint to be able to monitor whether that filtration is actually taking place. We'll install sensors on your equipment or we'll have a way that we can monitor the filter box that we provide. The health of the filter. Yeah. yeah. And you'll be able to know that, Hey, am I following my SNOPs? Am I, am I doing this? Um, you know, at least once a shift for five minutes, is that taking place? And we provide that back to you in terms of a dashboard an online dashboard on our portal or through a report through email so that you can make sure that you're, you're confident, you're, you're comfortable that you're optimizing the use of your oil and filtering it. So you get all of the life you can. It's an iron, it's an ironclad system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The absolutely. So we're, we're providing all the ways to do it, but then also ways to feel confident that it actually got performed, that your, your procedures took place. Got it. And I'm sure that's evolved over time since the mid nineties as yep. well. So again, from, from top to bottom, um, it's a fresh bulk 
delivery, filtration, monitoring report, pickup recycling, end-to-end system, storage collecting recycling, insurance premiums, hood cleaning systems, and carbon footprint services. So is that kind of been like the evolution? Is it is it just conveniently listed out that way for me? <laughs> I think it's a good way to think of it. The you know the the business really started with total oil management, and that was the first automated solution that we provided because it's 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 not just equipment; it's also the service of the equipment, making sure that it's always running. We do that as part of the program, um, and so it really is a full solution. And we started looking at how how else can we provide. Uh, solutions to the back of the house. And we didn't have to look very far. We really literally just looked up from the fryer and identified the need for an automated hood and flue cleaning system, which we call Automist. And that eliminates the need to have a third-party hood cleaner come in on a quarterly basis and power, pressure wash the inside of the hood and flue to bring it into compliance. Um, and that's been really an exciting area for us to, to offer not just one solution to customers, but also kind of a full ecosystem around the fryer where we were taking care of the oil and the fryer and the filtration, but then the venting of the cooking that's taking place at that, that fryer. So it's a really, it's end to end, right? Because the oil doesn't just go into the food, food, it's going into the hood, right? It goes up. It, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. And yeah. so we're, we're keeping that hood and flu in a constant state of clean so that it's safe because that is a fire hazard if yeah. if uh, fuel builds up in those hood and flu I want to get more into that, but I kind of want to make sure um, that we kind of unpackage and paint the picture of what your system looks like today. So we covered the tanks. We covered the, the filtration. Yep. We covered the retrieval of the dirty uh, oil. Yep. Uh, we reco- recovered the, the monitoring system so you know when it's going to automatically get replaced and when your filters need to be replaced. Um, what am I missing in terms of just the oil system, not necessarily the hood system? Yeah. So with the oil system, the, uh, from a filtration standpoint, uh, just, to really get into that a little bit deeper is the filtration procedure that you have in place is, is, is only as good as your execution in, in making sure that that is performed. You know, if you're doing it on a regular basis, either on uh, a pounds of food cooked or on, on a simple timing uh, basis. And um, rather than, than specifically telling you when to change a filter pad or, or when to, to service your filter, what we're really showing you is have you done it or have you not? And that gives you the power to know that I'm, I'm using every little bit of that oil to its fullest, um, but also not sacrificing my, my food quality at the same time. So um, that's, a, that's a powerful part of, of the system that we provide. And, and that kind of uh, closes out that, that whole loop of, of total oil management, as we call it, of all the way from the fresh all the way back through use to recycling it um, into biodiesel that we can run our trucks off of, which we actually do oh, out of cool. one of our depots. We fill up with renewable diesel that's that's generated by the buyer of our uh, almost 300 million pounds of used cooking oil that we pl- collect and, and convert each year. Yeah. So is there anything that we have not unpackaged in terms of what the oil system looks like that needs to be a part of the conversation? No, I, th- I think that uh, that covers it. Each installation is a little bit different. And so we do have options for like a portable set of tanks, for instance, in addition to the indoor and outdoor. But uh, most of the systems look very similar uh, to, to each other. It's, it's a, a modular type system uh, that's really designed for restaurants. Yeah. So what I'm curious about in terms of the filtration are do you offer solutions solely in like a box that just like this automated process? Because 
in the restaurants I've worked at, the filtration system was you empty, you roll this thing up to the, the, the edge of a fryer, you open the valve, you dump out the oil into the, this machine that's on wheels, and it's just this nasty, frankly crappy, pro, dirty process. Yep. Um, if the consumer sees it, it doesn't look good. You know, like, do you offer solutions like that too, or is it all automated tanks mounted to the back of a wall? Yeah, the the vast majority are the the tanks and the pumps that pump the oil from the tanks to the fryer, or the unit itself that has a built-in filter. Uh, yeah, or the roll-up filter, like yeah. you were describing, and that's not the ideal, not always the ideal situation. As I mentioned, a lot of the the, the new fryers on the market, that's all built in and, and even automated within the fryer, where you can set it to filter a certain amount of time, um, you know, or or per certain number of cook cycles, and it'll do that automatically. So really, all you're doing is replacing the filter paper okay. um, in terms of maintenance of that filtration cycle. Now, for older fryers, uh, obviously, buying a new fryer is not always a, an option. And so that's where I mentioned we'll, we'll provide uh, a roll-up filter box for you that we can also help you monitor and make sure that the SNOPs are followed like you'd expect. Got it. So I think now we can get into the the hood system. I was at your website. like doing the research when I first was researching your company and when we're going to partner together. Uh, by the way, I haven't said thank you yet. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a sponsor of Restaurant Stop. No, we're really excited. Uh, Love did, the work you're doing. Yeah, and I, and I really did my research because I I'm, I try to let the to my guests in their referrals, organic referrals coming at me to be what steers who I partner with. And I just feel like oil solutions is such an like, out-of-the-box thing that just, it just doesn't come up that often, but like, I'm sure you've been in the restaurants that I've interviewed, you know, uh, and I did my research and I was like, this seems like a great service, you know? So like I was really re- excited doing my research, learning more about the company. And I was really honestly super impressed with these, the hood cleaning systems you have. And the reason why I was specifically impressed and like secretly envious of like, why wasn't this around when I worked in restaurants, I used to have to hand clean these oil, these, these, uh, uh, hood vents and, have you ever had to do that? Yep, absolutely. Hand? It's like the <laughs> it's nasty, messy. <laughs> it's the nastiest job, and like we used to have to use this chemical that we'd spray. So, like in hindsight, and like I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant that I was working for. We would pull these things out of the hood. We'd put them. We'd bring them over to the sink. We'd spray this chemical, which was like a degreaser. Yep. I, I, if I ever die of cancer or skin cancer, or like if, if, I'm sure that's the reason why this chemical was so harsh, dude. And it would get on my hands sometimes. And it, would, it would burn. It would literally burn. Yeah. And like that's going down into the sink. Like this chemicals is go, it's going into the sink. Not only is the oil going into the sink, but the chemicals are going into like the the sewage. I'm like, yeah. this can't be good. Yeah. Like that was what was going through my mind. I was like, this can not for me, not for the 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 drain, not for the wherever this ends up after the drain. What's going through your mind as I'm saying this? Yeah, this is this is something that we hear as we we talk with customers about what their biggest pain points are. What are the what are some of the riskiest jobs in the kitchen? And hood and flue cleaning, you know, whether their employees are doing it themselves or if they're bringing in a third party to do it, um, the concern about about the process and about the safety and about just inhaling how well you can do and yeah, yeah. all of those environmental aspects absolutely are they're real and yeah. and it's something that uh, that our customers come to us with very very often. So now that I set the stage of how much hood cleaning sucks, like what does that system look like? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's an incredible system in terms of how it's able uh, to really be retrofitted to a wide 
variety of, of different restaurant types and hood types. So what the system looks like is it has a control box that has uh, a pump and an ability to pull a small amount of detergent. So you mentioned that degreaser uh, that you used likely at full strength and is very, uh, it can be very you know, caustic. I can or- feel it in my lungs, man. Like it hurt to breathe. If I have, again, skin cancer, lung cancer, I'm telling you, it's because of this. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. to get too and dark. so we use we use a, a chemical that we've tested very thoroughly. But in addition to that, it is mixed premixed in a controlled location inside of the control box, so no one has to come into contact with it. What do you mean control box? Is it up in the hood? We actually hang it on the wall, okay. and so you plug it into a typical a typical outlet, and it's hung on the wall. Inside of it, really just has. Uh, a small reservoir where we mix uh, a, a small amount of chemical with water. So about a 60 to one ratio, very small ratio of chemical to water. And it has a pump and some valves in it. And that's really all that's going on inside this control box. And the key to making sure that it's effective is that we, on a custom basis for every hood, we go in after we've surveyed it and looked at what the optimal setup is, we'll put in a set of tubes and and nozzles to be able to spray, uh, hence the name Auto Mist, the inside of the hood and flu system and keep it in a constant state of clean. So does it just loosen the oil that builds and how like or does it literally just not ever let it build yeah a little bit of both so the chemicals that we, that we, we look at there, there's kind of two different ways of looking at it does it actually break down the grease and allow you to bring it back down and catch it either in a drain trap or in a uh, an actual catch that we'll we'll provide um, but then also on top of that if the better job you do of keeping a hood and flu system clean the less uh, the the more difficult it is to continue to build up. Yeah. Those things build on each on, on top of each what other. What is that expect? I mean, we're kind of getting a little bit into the economics, so I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah. Um, anything else in terms of the hood cleaning system that we should be aware of? No. All right. So now I think we're going to take one more break to thank our sponsors, and we're going to start talking about the economics of this. This episode is brought to you by Margin Edge. Margin Edge is a restaurant management software that helps you see your food and labor cost in real time so you can make informed decisions in the moment. Just snap a picture of your invoice and Margin Edge will process them within 24 to 48 hours with line item detail, including handwritten adjustments. This allows you to save hours on paperwork so you can spend more time on creating great guest experience. Margin Edge combines purchases from your invoices and sales data from your POS, which allows you to get real-time costing, get a daily controllable P&L, and send information directly into your accounting system. Margin Edge integrates with 60-plus POS systems and dozens of accounting systems. Manage everything from one central location, inventory, recipes, plate costs, ordering, and bill pay. Margin Edge was created by restaurant people for restaurant people. And as a matter of fact, Margin Edge founders continue to operate restaurants to this day. Head to MarginEdge.com slash unstoppable to sign up for a free demo today. That's MarginEdge.com slash unstoppable. Recently on the show, you've been hearing it come up often. Restaurant Systems Pro. If you've become interested, I highly recommend you sign up for the Restaurant System Pro 60-day pilot program. This is something that's never been done before. This 60-day event is at no cost to you, but it's not for everyone. 
Fred Langley, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, will be leading a group of restaurant tours through the Restaurant Systems Pro software and setting up the system for your restaurant. Fred will be leading the training, supporting you, and holding you accountable. Typically, this costs $10,000 a month to have Fred in your restaurant, but during this no-cost-to-you 60-day training, he will be teaching you every process he does during the group coaching sessions, and nothing will be held back. During the 60 days, Fred will walk you through the Restaurant Systems Pro process and help you crush the following goals. Recipe costing cards, guidance in your books for accounting, cash control, sales forecasting with accuracy, checklist, budgeting for the entire year, scheduling for profit, more butts in seats, and that's not it. Often, the team at Restaurant Systems Pro helps restaurateurs out pro bono because their hearts go out to these folks. I mean, it's hard out there, but because of that, a lot of the time these restaurateurs don't follow through because they have no skin in the game. For that reason, there is an application process. Only those serious about making change in their operation will be accepted into this program. Are you interested? Then go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. That's RSP for Restaurant Systems Pro. Restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. We're back. Um, and I want to spend the most of our time really getting into the economics of this because I feel like you just described a lot. This is a, this is a, a service. Nothing is free. Everything comes at a cost. And the, reflecting on the, the systems that I am supporters of that I'm familiar with, I want to use analogies like like Restaurant Systems Pro, another sponsor, uh, and like Owner.com, another sponsor. And I'm so grateful. I just want to take this opportunity to say that I have sponsors right now that I really believe in. And like that's my goal is to like continue to work with these companies that yeah. like – I feel good about promoting because I do think this is the future and the, whether it's back of house, like systems processes for like inventory accounting, AP, AR, all that stuff or marketing, which is a whole nother world of just confusion for restaurant owners when like you should just get out of the way and let somebody else do this for you. Um, I feel like, you know, restaurant system, sorry, restaurant technologies Inc absolutely falls into that, those categories. And I think what we have to help our listeners understand is that, what is it costing you not to do this right? You know, like what are you paying an experienced manager that's worth $70,000, $80,000 with all this restaurant experience to come in and to manage your restaurant systems? Like, or do you invest in a system and put people accountable people, good people into those systems with a very little experience and, and train them to you to manage the systems. Right. And what is that cost difference from paying somebody entry level who's maybe 22, 23 years old and giving them the tools with very little experience to be able to do their job right. Cause as long as they follow the process, like they can do it just as good as anybody with the experience. Right. So yeah. like you got to start thinking like this and, yeah. and I think that's where restaurant owners get bogged up. They just think about the, their bottom line. You know, you have to think big picture. Uh, so I just kind of want to set the stage, like know your lane, you know, cooking and food and serving people and creating experiences and partner with the people who can help you with efficiencies on the back end. So with that said, what are the, the, the economics behind this? So like, what is it going to cost to invest in something like this? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, kind of laying that out to your, to your earlier point, you know, what, what is the, what is the current state of, of how this is accomplished today. 
uh, bringing in hood cleaners on a quarterly basis uh, is is obviously a cost in itself. And uh, across the U.S., there's varying rates, but it's not un, unheard of. Uh, to be spending, you know, five hundred, eight hundred, even over a thousand dollars for a quarterly hood cleaning, uh, to make sure that your hoods are in compliance, and then from there, knowing that it was done correctly is is not always something that you can take for granted. You know that that's that there is a workmanship aspect to making sure that you have the right partner to to, to work with to come in and do those hood cleanings, even if it is done well. That took quite a bit of downtime and likely someone to supervise that third party crew while they came in to do it. Um, so that's kind of the, the third party model. Obviously having your employees do it uh, as well on off hours is an option, but something that can really lead to, to employee engagement issues. And also you're not using them to their, their fullest in terms of where they can add value to your business. The, if they're part of the, the rest of your restaurant staff. So that's kind of the current state that, you know, that, I know that restaurants are living with today and, and looking for how could this look better. So from an economic standpoint, really what we aim to do is provide a solution to customers that automates this, eliminates that downtime, gives you peace of mind that you're in a much safer uh, condition of, of constantly clean uh, and do it for a price that is very similar to what you are paying on a quarterly basis for a hood cleaning crew to come in and do that for you. And it's a constant level of quality as well in terms of what you can expect, what it's doing on a daily basis. So, so, so where the big savings are, so you, like you mentioned, five to $800 quarterly to have somebody come in to get the inspection. And this is something that didn't come up. You actually, when you go and you clean out the hood system, you're also qualified to give an inspection. So you're, you're killing two birds with one stone. Not only are they cleaning it, but you're also getting your inspection when they come to do Absolutely. So, yeah, this the system is really selling uh, a compliant hood and flu system that is safe and that fire marshals and authorities having jurisdiction would uh, would recognize and do recognize as as being uh, in compliance. What is the average time it takes for an employee to to do the the, the changing and the filtration? Like, is there do you have numbers associated with like man hours? With yeah, with the with auto mist or the hood and flu. It, it's it's multiple hours for a crew to come in. So you're typically looking anywhere, depending on how many hoods you have and, and the complexity of them, you know, two to five hours for a crew of two people is not, is not unheard of to have. Uh, and so that's where a lot of that cost is coming from on a quarterly basis. They obviously have to get out to the location, bring the equipment, but then also that time there is pretty significant. Well, I'm thinking more like labor. Did I cut you short? No. I'm thinking like the labor of having your employees in the middle of a shift go and filter the oil like what's that process like 30 minutes yeah so and this is this is kind of going back to total oil management with the filtration of the oil itself right yeah yeah um so with that that's typically you're, you're looking at five minutes of actual filtration but getting you know getting the equipment out uh bringing it over to the fryer opening it up allowing it to filter and then moving to the next vat um, that's really where the time comes in. So you're talking you know, cleaning the filtration system thereafter, which is a dirty job that yeah. takes a, like at least five or 10 minutes in my memory. Right. I remember having the spatula and scraping all like the little like chunks of like bread off of this filter. You yeah. know, I'm sure it was an antiquated system, but like if you're still using older systems, you know, you're paying somebody $15 an hour to do that. 
you have to do it how often, you know, uh, like it adds up is my point. Like, I don't know the economics behind that exactly. But do you have a better idea of that? You know, and, and I, I have to apologize. I, I, th- I think we, we switched over to oil for a quick second, but oh, yeah, you yeah. may have meant the filters on the, on the hood system itself. Is that what, what you're well, I mean, to? Well, being right? in everything, I'm looking, yeah. I'm trying to think of this holistically. Like, what is the cost that we're spending on average if we're doing it in an antiquated, like an old way? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's your direct labor cost. It, it absolutely is that. It's, it's the opportunity cost of what else they could be working on during that time. Uh, a big part of this as well uh, that, uh, that is, is somewhat little known is that by automating these tasks and taking you know, your employees out of that line of fire, you are statistically making your kitchen safer. Yeah. And that leads to the opportunity to, to look at insurance benefits that can come with this and reduction in your premiums, which uh, is, is a very real savings that, uh, that our customers see. I'm just trying to get like, I want to get like an average number. Like what would you say the labor per week is on like oil, time spent on oil? An hour a week? Is that not? Is that low balling it? On oil hauling back and forth, I I would call it higher than that. Especially when you're bringing into do filtration practices, lugging the the oil not only to the fryer but bringing it back. I would say more along the lines of you know an hour a, a day in some cases, depending on your volume um, and where the oil is stored and where your, you know, your, your dumpster location is at for the, the used cooking oil. Let's call it 75 hours a week, right? $300 a week labor expense on oil management. Is that fair? I, I, th- I think it's very, very close. Yeah. So let's call that 300 a, a month or do we say 300? Yeah. 300 a month. And then times three, we're looking at $900 worth of labor on oil management. I, I think my math off. Yeah, I think looking at it by restaurant is is absolutely what we do um, in any given state, and we we actually build out a, a business case to highlight that for you. Your your rate of of labor, what we've seen in terms of of oil savings, what we've seen in terms of labor reduction, and putting that all together for you so that you can see it and. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible when you, when you add it all up. And right. so I don't want to, I want to say an exact number, uh, just cause some of our, our listeners, I'm sure they, they could be using 1200 pounds a week. So I'm using 200 pounds a week and that's a very different calculation. But, uh, the, the bottom line is that the, the oil system, and then in a similar way with Automist, these, these are not necessarily, and, and very rarely are net increases to your operating costs. Um, when you look at the full picture and you're getting these uh, additional benefits of better safety, cleanliness is another one, food quality, like we said, um, and, and peace of mind that you know that you, you're creating a safer environment. Right. Um, you mentioned the insurance benefits. What, what savings ballpark are we looking at? Yeah. So when we look at a typical restaurant, we, we calculate out our averages and when you have uh, a total oil management in in your your location, it's not uh, it's not uncommon to have several thousand dollars of insurance savings per year Annual? per per, per facility annually. So call it twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, and we actually typically see more north of four thousand dollars a year is is a pretty typical number. Okay, and then Automist adding that into it again, you're reducing your fire risk, and you're also not having your employees on ladders or any employees really on ladders up inside the hood and flu system, uh, doing the, the cleaning or inspections and all of those things. And so we typically are seeing that that can be another $1,500 annually, um, of savings as well. And 
are we, we've never had a, a situation where an insurance carrier has turned down a request for a discount in, in insurance as we've gone to them and, and asked them, do they see the value in this? Is, this? is this statistically creating a safer environment and a less risky environment? And so we've had, uh, we've had a lot of success getting our customers um, those insurance breaks. Okay. So the other thing I'm curious about is cost of goods. When you're ordering oil by how much? 1,400 pounds? Was that the number? Yep. Versus 40 pounds? I'm assuming there's a volume discount. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What's that look like? Yeah. And so there's a, there's a couple of pieces to that actually. So yeah, the, the whole value chain is bulk, right? We're getting yeah. it from where it's produced, keeping it in bulk at our depots and distributing it in our trucks, which can hold up to you know, 20,000 pounds of oil at a time. So everything is done uh, in, in bulk in a way to save. So you're not paying for that packaging. That packaging is not only wasteful and, you know, a, a detriment uh, from an environmental standpoint, but it costs you money. There's, there's no doubt about that. Packaging 35 pounds of oil at a time is much more expensive than really hooking right up to the, the, the location, the refinery right. that's producing it. Um, so you're going to see when you look at your oil cost that absolutely bulk is going to provide a savings over time. And, and we're able to leverage a buying volume um, at, at restaurant technologies of, 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 you know, hundreds of millions of pounds of volume per year. And so that is something that customers get to share in and be part of. So I'm, I mean, it's hard to say cause no two restaurants are created equal, but can we use an average? Most restaurants have about three fryers. Is that a good yeah. average? Yep. Um, so looking at the just sheer savings in volume and bulk purchasing, like what would you say the weekly savings is or is that monthly? Yeah, you could look at it either weekly or monthly, but you'll absolutely see see it in both cases. And so, um, three fryers I, is the standard. Yeah, and that's a, a pretty typical volume as you look at it. That's that's probably a location that you could safely say is using in that three hundred plus pounds um, per week uh, range when when you think about how much they're they're consuming. And so, looking at it on an annual basis, we we kind of benchmark or what are they doing today in terms of of jibs. What what are their filtration practices that we can help them with? And then also uh, any of the other benefits that we can pass along from bulk purchasing of oil, all of those things. And so thousands of dollars of savings is is certainly reachable on an annual basis. And uh, $300, $400, if you look at a typical setup with, with kind of those assumptions that I mentioned on a weekly basis, is certainly um, within reach as well. And so we'll, we'll help build out that case. And a lot of times that savings, um, you know, over the, the course of the year can approach 25 plus percent when you count all of those additional benefits of, hey, I'm not having to use my labor here to do that filtration or lug that oil or discharge that oil. I, I've got all of the, the processes that I can automated. You can reallocate them to higher value tasks. You can bring in that insurance savings. You're getting credit for the used cooking oil where maybe you weren't getting it before, or you're, at least you're getting transparency as to how much you're getting back for it. Did you say hundreds of dollars a week? I want to make sure I heard that. Yeah, right. Okay. Absolutely. So, so in terms of cost of goods, just the, the sheer cost savings in the oil you're buying, what numbers are we looking at? Yeah, absolutely. So as we look at uh, a restaurant, three fryers, as you had said, 
And, uh, you know, you're going to be using 300 pounds plus of oil a week in most cases in that type of a setup. You're saving not only on the bulk oil uh, itself, we're, we're also sharing that that used cooking oil credit with you in many cases. And you're, you're seeing a reduction because you're going to be more efficient with your use. We're going to give you the tools um, and, and really put you in a place where you can reduce your oil usage as well. It seems crazy that we would want you to use less oil, uh, but we want to give you the, the, the power to do that. And so when you build out that business case, which we do in, in every, every situation, it's not uncommon to see an annual reduction of roughly 25%. Um, and so on a, on a weekly basis, that can mean $100 a week, roughly $400 a month. And, and you can see how that quickly adds up to thousands of dollars a year, um, all while getting this automated solution that's safer and more convenient, all of those things. All right. So I try to keep up with you as you're talking about the economics of this, right? So when in terms of hood cleaning, you're looking to spend about 500 or $800 a month. Right. And when you that's per quarter, sorry, per quarter, per quarter. Um, So divided by three, a few hundred dollars there, let's call it $250 per month. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let's call it $250. Right. So that's 250 plus costs. And was it 900? I mean, the number, I don't know if these are weekly or quarterly, but I have 900 savings in, 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 I think it was quarterly on labor, 250 oil. Yep. Yeah, on uh, the hood, right per per month, um, we have the insurance annual four thousand, about a thousand a quarter. Uh, we have the hood. Uh, what the hell is reish? The uh, oh, the uh, registration, which would cost about for the inspection. Uh, yep, typically part of the hood cleaning, hood cleaning fee. But yep. yep. So uh, the point is, like the cost of goods four hundred. I think we said was that a, a month. Yep. How much does it cost a month for the service and everything like soup to nuts on like your single unit operator, three priors? Yeah, kind of basic numbers would be roughly in that most folks are spending, uh, you know, probably between a thousand fifteen hundred dollars a month on oil in terms of all the parts that go into it when it comes to just buying the raw oil yeah. and, and doing it that way. And so that's where we're able with that bulk purchasing, all those other benefits that we can provide. You can, you can save, like I said, north of, of 20% in many cases with that $400 a month. So, so you're really gaining 20% revenue. You're, you're shaving your, your costs, right. your operational costs by 20%. So that's 20% just in ter- relative versus what it would be costing you not to be using a, an automated service or an outsourced right. In many cases, yeah, that, that's the, the savings that you can see. And then that's, that's uh, just one of the benefits, right? The actual savings. The bigger benefits are, are as we described, yeah, the, the safer environment, better food quality, all those things that can help you be more profitable right. in their own right. Right. And like I think the big thing, too, is just the culture of not having to deal with such a messy job. Right. It's messy work working in restaurants. Why, why dilute the quality of the employee experience if you don't have to? Right. You know, I mean, these, these are hard to put value to. So I think we've kind of made our point that in terms of like economics, like this is something worth looking at. Um, what have we not discussed? I'm looking here. Um, I think I, I think yeah. I got all of my, um, the hood cleaning alone is like a horrible experience, but like, <laughs> is there anything that we haven't discussed that you were hoping that we would discuss in our time together? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, we touched on the kind of the two riskiest, toughest jobs in the, in the kitchen that, 
um, that we can really provide solutions to. And then earlier on, we talked on the sustainability side, and that's really a passion of ours as well. Uh, working with many uh, partners in the industry that are, are kind of leaders in this space of of taking used cooking oil and, and turning into renewable fuels. Um, we're happy to share that information with, with customers as well. How many pounds of, of waste did you prevent going to a landfill? How many uh, pounds of CO2 did you prevent being released into the atmosphere because of recycling this used right. cooking oil and the re- renewable diesel? How much energy did you provide for the productivity of society, you know, to, in terms of fuel and, and all of that? Um, those are things that, that we're happy to share with customers and we're actually included in many of our larger customers, uh, annual sustainability reports where we provide that to them so that they, they can really, uh, get the full scope of what they're doing by picking a supplier like us to be able to enable that uh, is is really exciting on our end as well. Yeah, and I had Adriel Labarski on the show who works with Green Places, and what they do is they basically consult on how to become more, to reduce your carbon footprint. So you can outsource this whole element of your business by, you know, you can check all those boxes in, in terms of reducing your carbon footprint relative to your hood cleaning and your oil management. So right. like uh, if you're moving in that, oh, is that the nonprofit? Um, what's the abbreviation? CO13E. What, what's that term for nonprofit? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I know exactly. <laughs> the tip of my tongue. But yeah. <laughs> but if you're going, if you're looking to go down that route, you can check a lot of those boxes by outsourcing this sort of thing is where right. I was going with that. And I was curious, um, what percentage of your customers are, independent operators is this something that's reserved just for like you know multi-unit operators franchises corporations or is this in reach for your your independent yeah no absolutely within within reach and one one of our most important business segments that makes up roughly a third of of all of our customers so i mentioned we're 40,000 locations near 40,000 locations in the u.s and uh, a third of that business is independent operators and so it's really exciting because it's uh it's really about looking at something that you're using quite a bit of making the most efficient use of it, which, you know, going back, it's cooking oil, using that efficiently, getting the food quality that you're really driving for providing that safe working environment. And those things, uh, those things are, are needed and desired in, in all different sizes of restaurants, which, uh, is, is pretty exciting for my end. Yeah. And I just want to reemphasize, like if you, if you want to be a restaurant of the future, it's a matter of finding operational efficiencies and partnerships. And I like to echo the restaurant stoppable core values as much as possible. And they are, we have integrity. We are students. We are educators. We are collaborators. And this is what I mean by collaborators. We communicate, we show up, we have fun. And I, and they're in that order because I think that that's like, you constantly have, do what you say you're going to do, constantly be learning, constantly be rippling out and lifting people up by educating as a teacher. And you can't do it alone. If you want to be a restaurant of the future, you have to think outside the box and find opportunities to, to outsource things that you're not good at. So you can focus on what you are good at bringing more people into your restaurant. So you can increase your revenue and your cash flow. All these other things take away from that. Uh, and the, not just the, the, the guest experience, but the employee, the, the employee experience, you know, like your job is to make people happy. You know, that's your job as a restaurant owner. It's all about relationships. And if you can outsource and streamline process by partnering with people, we are collaborators. Yeah. So uh, anything that hasn't come out, now's the time to get it out. 
No, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk a little bit about where the industry is going from, you know, not only from our vantage point, but from our served customers' vantage points and uh, kind of talk about that, that restaurant of the future where this is going to become more and more present for sure. So I do want to have you call somebody out. I know you have a, a network of uh, impressive operators. Um, is there anybody out there that you know you think we should be making an example of? One of your clients, somebody who you think uh, can speak to the experience of working with Restaurant Technologies Inc. Yeah, you know, I, honestly, so many of them come to mind, and uh, I, I, I'd be afraid that I wouldn't do them all justice by picking just one of them. So I'd love to share with you offline a, a couple yeah. of them and, yeah, yeah. and get those in front of you. But uh, we're, we're so lucky to have not only, you know, customers that, that share feedback with us, but true partners uh, in this that help us develop our new products, push our own boundaries so that we can help even more people. Now, are you a, how is, are you a corporation or, there, or do you have franchise opportunities for people who maybe want to like diversify their portfolio and like, take your services to a different part of the country? Yeah, great question. We are a privately owned company. And so one of the the ways that we help to provide national level service is really by, by consistency. And so uh, up until this point, we've certainly had everything be a corporate model. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that'll be the case uh, for the foreseeable future. But uh, we'll certainly keep the, uh, the, the listeners up to date. So what is the call to action? If we're listening to this right now, and we're like, okay, I'm missing an opportunity to save 20% of what I was spending. Where do we go? Yeah. I, I, I would say first, thinking through the, the back of the house, think about those jobs that are the riskiest, the, the ones that you know that your employees uh, are dreading the most and ones that cause the most, the most pain from you know, running a successful business. And um, we want to help you control that. We want to help you control that, uh, y- you know, that situation and help you optimize your operations. Um, so reaching out to, uh, to restaurant technologies, obviously through our website, rti-inc.com, uh, through any of our social channels, et cetera. We would love to be able to get someone to take a look at your facility. We will actually walk in there with you and take a look and, and, uh, create a, a solution that works for you and that really benefits you. This is episode 1051. Head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 1051. We'll have a summary of today's discussion as well as links to connect with Restaurant Technologies, Inc. Uh, and I just want to say thanks again for taking the time to go deeper into the services and the, the savings that you provide restaurant owners. Um, and I guess also just thank you for your support, your continued support as a sponsor of Restaurant Unstoppable. Man, there is no questioning you, Ryan, and Restaurant Technologies, Inc. are unstoppable. There's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Special thanks to our guest today, Ryan Bolds and Restaurant Technologies, Inc. And this is a perfect example, a shining example of what I mean where when I say you have to do more with less, you have to have strategic partners. You have to stay in your lane and create only the experiences that you and your team can create. And uh, I think Restaurant Technologies Inc. I know Restaurant Technologies Inc. is just one of those companies that uh, is just overlooked in terms of one of those those companies that's in reach for more for for more restaurants than we're probably aware of that can streamline process and like i said just do far more with less and just 
increased overall employee satisfaction too. Like this is a really impressive organization that you should definitely be taking a look at. And talking about doing more and creating experiences, uh, I am super excited for what's happening here at Restaurant Stoppable. We are relaunching Restaurant Unstoppable Network. We're going to have three tiers. So there's going to be the content library tier, the community tier and the coaching tier at Restaurant Unstoppable Network. So if you just want access to organized content, you can come in at the content tier. And that's going to be available beginning January 1st. If you join Restaurant Unstoppable Network now, before the end of the year, we will honor the $29.99 a month or $300 a year rate. Beginning in the new year, that's going to bump up to $47 a month. So uh, we'll also send you a hat. We'll also send you a t-shirt. We'll also send you a mug to say thank you. So get into the network before the end of the year. It's a great gift. I'm just saying we would love to have you before the end of the year to help pop this thing off. Uh, So in the content tier, you're going to have access to content organized organized by geographic, organized by category, i.e. marketing, culture, systems or process, we're going to have content organized by restaurant type, whether it's fine dining, fast casual, full service, pop-ups, food trucks, uh, you name it. We're going to have this content organized for you beyond your comprehension. And then we're going to have community tier as well. At the community tier, we're going to have basically you can have access to each other. We're going to help you connect with the tools and services and the people being recommended on the show. And we're going to help you connect with each other. And then that last tier, if Eric Cacciatore is opening a restaurant tomorrow and going from zero to five restaurants in five years or less, I'm going to help you connect with those tools and services. Uh, And I'm literally bringing you to the CEOs, people that I would be going to tomorrow if I was opening a restaurant. Now is the time to join Restaurant Unstoppable Network. I can't wait to see you over there. That's it for today. Until next time, peace out.